There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the William Hill sponsored Sun Sport Football Podcast. I'm Derek McGregor. I'm joined by the esteemed Kenny McDonald. Kenny, it would take a lot or it does take a lot to almost rival Celtic's title winning weekend in terms of headlines but the Battle of Hamilton has come quite close extraordinary state of affairs at New Douglas Park as I prefer to call it St Johnson's Richard Foster and Danny Swanson coming to blows at half time your thoughts and what you've read because clearly we've not been able to view it I think the fact that we've not been able to view the more serious aspects of it might well save the two of them I think had the entire incident been caught by TV cameras then their St Johnston playing careers would be in real jeopardy. That wasn't the case, so working on the principle that you are innocent until proven guilty, I think that may be to their benefit. But, you know, it's, it has happened from time to time before. It's normally a once-in-a-decade thing. We all remember David Batty once at Blackburn getting involved with one of his teammates. But it's very unusual to see it, and one can only imagine how Tommy Wright dealt with it, because I'm sure he would have stripped the paint off the Super Seal stage dressing room walls at halftime. For those who didn't witness it, apparently it was a tasty, delicious confrontation. The one thing that I would say is that, having had dealings with both players in the past, it seems completely out of character. But clearly words have been exchanged. It looks as though it was at the end of a rather nondescript first half at Hamilton. But clearly something has been said. In the heat of the moment, one has reacted, one has responded, everyone's piled in, there's been a melee. And the other thing that makes it clear to me that there clearly was something of significance happened is that the match referee Don Robertson is one of these referees who is well known within football for trying to keep his cards in his pocket. He likes to let the game flow, he likes to have good dialogue with players so clearly he has seen something or had something brought to his attention which was sufficiently significant that he had no option but to show both players the red card. I mean in your long distinguished career Kenny you'll have seen plenty such incidents yourself on the pitch so you wouldn't be particularly surprised that this has happened but from the St Johnson manager Tommy Wright's point of view I mean how do you expect him to deal with this? Well as I say I think he might be hamstrung by the fact that you know he doesn't have video evidence that he can point to and say to both players there it is on camera you've embarrassed the club you've shamed yourselves and I've really got no option but to tear up your contracts because I'm sure that if there was compelling video evidence that would be the logical conclusion but in the absence of that Tommy Wright spoke after the game and it was almost as if he was aware that he might be limited as to what he would be able to do he made a reference to what he could legally do that to me suggests that he knows that the ultimate sanction he can provide would probably be a two weeks fine of wages I mean I've got a lot of time for Tommy Wright as I'm sure you have a very good manager I certainly wouldn't want to cross him and clearly he has the power to to sack them if he so wishes but it would be surprising wouldn't it if, if he took that sanction you, you get into very grey areas of employment law if you do that if you terminate someone's work contract then the person says well you have to provide ironclad copper bottomed proof that I was in breach mm. and there doesn't seem to be any ironclad copper bottom proof 
So I think that is why Tommy Wright might be restricted. But as I say, I can imagine what Tommy Wright will have said to both Swanson and Foster at half-time on Saturday, and it would not have made reading for a family newspaper. Now, it wasn't just Foster and Swanson that, that Wright was unhappy with. He was also, it would seem, very unhappy with his Hamilton counterpart, Martin Canning, and his number two, Guillaume Buzelin, for appearing to put pressure on the referee to send off the two St Johnson players. Can you understand where Tommy's coming from? No, because Guillaume Boozlin is absolutely right in what he said. But had it been two Hamilton players caught in an incident like that, Tommy Wright would have been bringing it to the referee's attention just to underline to him mm. that if you punch an opposing player, you get a red card. Now, it shouldn't be any different. If you punch one of your teammates, you should get a red card as well. And that's clearly what Don Robertson has finally done. But I think had the boot been on the other foot, Tommy Wright would have been utterly within his rights to bring it to the referee's attention. And I think that's what Boozlin, Canning and also Darian McKinnon of Hamilton were doing at halftime. I mean, strictly from a football point of view, is it possible to underestimate how important that win was for Hamilton? Well, not at all. I mean, they left it late. You can say that they're up against nine men for the whole second half, but it took them a long while to make their advantage count. But such a big win for them, especially with a local derby against Motherwell in midweek. You know, if they were to win that, then you could see them climbing, I think, three places if, if results go their way. So a big, big win for them at the weekend, an important late goal. A very sour day for St Johnson, but nevertheless, once again, top six secured because of results elsewhere. I think that's a sixth successive season. I mean, that's a tremendous achievement for St Johnson. No, I mean, it's a fantastic achievement. I mean, we're getting to the stage where we discuss our manager of the year, you know, and without doubt, Brendan Rodgers will have his backers. But so will Tommy Wright, because the job he does in what is whatever St Johnson people get upset when you point out, it's not a football town, it's not a place where the locals will come and support they have a hardcore who God love them travel all over the country supporting them but it is not a football community and what St Johnston and Tommy Wright has done there over the past few seasons has been staggering the consistency they have shown makes him a worthy candidate to be a manager of the year you're listening to the William Hill sponsored Sunsport Football Podcast I'm Derek McGregor joining me in our Glasgow HQ is the highly regarded Kenny MacDonald Kenny Celtic secured six in a row with a, a thumping 5-0 win over Hearts at Tynecastle. No surprise that they won but, you know, was it impressive for you Kenny that while not particularly playing, I thought special, they have still wrapped up this title in style. I think the performance on Sunday kind of summed up Celtic season. Absolutely relentless, absolutely emphatic. Once they were in front there was no leeway given to Hearts to get back into the game and at stages during the second half it was certainly a matter of how many goals Celtic would win by and it's terrific to watch that you know because if Celtic had gone to Tynecastle and won 1-0 you know scrambled the three points won their title got over the finishing line they would have been thoroughly deserved champions but the fact that they did it with such style is a kind of vindication of the way they've been playing all season There's so many elements of Celtic's run to this latest championship success that you can highlight compliment praise whatever I must admit Kenny the attitude throughout the season you've just highlighted the fact they were relentless the attitude is tremendous they've not eased up and that only comes from one person that is why you pay big bucks for top level management because they can go in 
and they can make James Forrest a better player. They can play Stuart Armstrong in a position where they're getting the best out of him. They can make Callum McGregor a more consistent player, as well as rescuing Scott Sinclair, finding Moussa Dembele, making Craig Gordon a better all-round goalkeeper in terms of distribution. That's what good managers do, and that's what Brendan Rodgers has done. I was at Tynecastle with our chief football writer Robert Greve yesterday, and you look at the Celtic starting lineup, and ten of them were players that he's inherited. And he's not brought in a huge amount of players, as, as you've just testified to, but a proper manager making better the players he inherits that's so impressive that is his attribute that's what he has been able to do because I mean these Celtic players were it's, it's a ludicrous thing to say about a team that have just won two titles but last summer they were underperforming they weren't playing to their standards so he has gone in he's given them focus He's made them better players. They're playing a far more attractive brand of football now. People actually want to go and watch Celtic, which wasn't the case this time last year as they were lumbering towards the second title under Ronnie Dyler. Uh, they're a far better and more attractive team to watch and they also have now a realistic chance of making progress in the Champions League which is what ultimately Brendan Rodgers will be judged by Do you see this being a treble? Do you see this being a, an invincible season for Celtic? Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely No question I, No, I don't think any of the three other teams in the Scottish Cup semi-finals are remotely close to Celtic if Celtic play to the form that they've been showing all season It just comes back to that relentlessness thing There have been very few occasions where they have not played well the game at Inverness, they should have won. The game at Celtic Park against Rangers, they should have won. There have been very few chinks in the armour. And I think if they remain focused, they continue to bring their A game as they have done throughout the season, none of the other three semi-finalists will live with them. An excellent point about the manager setting the tone. And, and with the greatest respect to Ronnie Dyla, who, after all, was, was a, a real friend of the media. He was terrific, certainly, for us. Couldn't he get away from the fact that the players didn't seem to have as much respect for him as possibly they should have done? They just weren't responding to him. No. I mean, as you say, Ronnie Dyer, a lovely man. Yep. He's the sort of guy you would quite pleasantly have a bottle of beer with. Absolutely no problems with him on that score. But when he walks into a dressing room at half-time and Celtic are losing, are players going to listen to him in the same way as they will listen to Brendan Rodgers, a man who's been in that set of circumstances with Luis Suarez and Stevie Gerrard? I think I know who I'd be paying more attention to. (laughs) Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. You're listening to the William Hill-sponsored Sunsport Football Podcast. I'm Derek McGregor. Joining me is Kenny McDonald. And Kenny, managers are constantly under pressure, whatever league we're talking about. And, you know, the Scottish Premiership's no different. We, we, we look at two particular managers at the moment. Paul Hartley on the back of a 7-0 home defeat to Aberdeen at Dundee. Jim McIntyre at Ross County. Desperate run he's on. He's just lost 2-1 at the weekend. One win in the last 10 games. Do you have any fears for Hartley and McIntyre at the moment? Do you think they're in a danger zone just now? I don't think there's any doubt about the second part of your question, Derek. They're certainly in a danger zone. It's peculiar because there are three clubs below both Dundee and Ross County in the table, but that is only because the bottom six of the Premiership is so tight. Is that danger zone in terms of their clubs, or you mean individually, in terms of their futures? Both. Both? Yeah. Oh, yeah, both. Yeah. I I think, to be fair, Paul Hartley said after the game on Friday night, and both 
his captain Paul McGowan and the experienced Darno Day said similar things in their post-match interviews that if they don't think they're in a relegation fight they're in cloud cuckoo land because the form they're showing if you're shipping seven goals at home to Aberdeen particularly the nature I, I saw the, the goals that they lost and the nature of some of the goals were really really pedestrian and they now have a big big game in midweek against Ross County because something has to give there mm. you know and Jim McIntyre as you say another manager who's under pressure but now has this opportunity to try and get back against one of their closest rivals but again easier said than done because they're in a really poor run that's got the look of a delicious game that one that midweek fixture and as you say something's got to give I mean two good managers who over the piece you can say they have done good jobs at their clubs but nevertheless they're in bad moments just now and they're they're clearly hoping that their chairman or their boards are not in kind of knee jerk mood at the minute I think from that point of view I would be more worried if I was Paul Hartley Roy McGregor at Ross County is a chairman who keeps faith in managers doesn't panic I think he will allow Jim McIntyre the opportunity to see it through they're both good managers they've shown that Paul Hartley you know was the manager of a Dundee team who beat Rangers last month you know they're, they're both decent managers going through a bad time but I would be slightly more concerned I think if I was Paul Hartley because the boardroom at Dundee is is far less secure than the one at Ross County is and that would be concerning to me to be fair to both both are conceding they're in desperate runs at the minute but over the piece you probably say they should still be cut a bit of slack for what they've done overall but of course you and I know common sense in football generally doesn't he occur go back to what I said before I think Roy McGregor will give Jim McIntyre every opportunity to get themselves out of it the danger would be if Inverness were to win a couple of games if Motherwell were to get away from where they were if Hamilton were to do well at Motherwell in mid, and if Ross County and or Dundee happened to be in the bottom two places that's when chairman and boards get twitchy that would be the test of whether they are willing to stick by their manager or not you're listening to the William Hill sponsored Sunsport Football Podcast I'm Derek McGregor and helping me to discuss current affairs in Scottish football is Kenny McDonald. Kenny we discussed the battle of Hamilton now last week we had the battle of Easter Road Hibernian manager Neil Lennon Morton manager Jim Duffy almost coming to blows in the touchline now the dust is still settling on this extraordinary bust up between these two I mean they play each other again on Saturday explosive affair or how, how do you see this one going the unfortunate thing for Neil and Jim two guys who like yourself I have a tremendous amount of time for <laughs> very very likeable people but combustible people I think it would be reasonable to say the difference between the incident at Easter Road and the incident at Hamilton is that the incident at Easter Road was caught in the full relentless glare of the TV cameras and has been shown over and over and over again. Now I've not spoken to Neil Lennon, I know you have. I spoke to Jim on Thursday morning after it and he was deeply embarrassed by it because Jim and I are of a similar generation. He was clearly mortified I'm by so what a he'd seen. For Jim, yeah, he'd never been sent to the stand before, 57 years old, a manager at some level in Scottish football since 1989. So you would like to think that he'll be cut a bit of slack by uh, the powers that be over his first defence. Neil Lennon, however, I'm afraid uh, can expect no such permissiveness because I'm afraid he is a recurring offender. His conduct since has been poor. He has asked one of our colleagues to leave his press conference. Neil felt that the reporting of the incident had been unduly weighted to 
towards Jim Duffy, something I personally disagree with. I think Neil also has a feeling, wrongly, I have to stress, Kenny, that because Jim is a Sunsport columnist, that that somehow has affected our coverage. Totally disagree. Irrelevant. And totally disagree with how our colleague Robert Martin was, as you referred to, was dealt with at the Friday press conference at Hibs training ground. What Neil Lennon should have done on Friday was say, I've had 36 hours to reflect on it, it was all a bit silly, the authorities will do what they do, but let's get talking about our game on Saturday. Instead of which, he kept picking and picking at this sore because he believes he was wrong. He wasn't. He did stand on right on top of Kudus Onyegu. He was on the park. He was adopting a threatening stance, as was Jim Duffy. So they will both be punished, and they will both deserve punishment. Neil has a longer rap sheet than Jim Duffy. I'm afraid he can expect little leeway from Tony McGlennon. I think they're two fantastic people for our game, Kenny. Absolutely. I totally agree. In their own ways, they bring so much to our game great managers great characters but Neil Lennon is the manager of a team who are what nine points ahead in the championship nine points ahead of Falkirk yep in the semi-final of the Scottish Cup which they hold he doesn't need to be going back two days to an incident that's happened last Wednesday night you should be saying this is in the past it was a moment of stupidity but let's go on with what we do best I mean you know Jim as well as anyone and I mean he should have been better than he was on Wednesday night but he's acknowledged that and he's come out and admitted his embarrassment and possibly Neil despite clearly his, his emphatic protest to the contrary Neil maybe privately would probably accept that he too could have conducted himself better is it too naive to think that in private the two of them could have a conversation in the build up to this game to try and defuse this you would like to think that would happen but what you would require in those circumstances is someone to extend the olive branch I don't know if Jim will be of a mind to do that Okay. I would seriously doubt if Neil would be of a mind to do that I think the thing that we're going to make Saturday's game, apart from anything else, the Morton directors must be rubbing their hands with glee at the prospect of the way this has fallen because they would have got a very healthy crowd at Capelo on Saturday for the visit of the champions elect in the championship anyway. But now it's going to be... Oh, everybody's going to want to see this. The focus is going to be on the managers. And to add into the mix, it's probably impossible anywhere in Scottish football to get two technical areas that are closer to one another than they are at Capolo. Possibly Tynecastle, but certainly oh. there's not much in it. You, there, you could barely exhale in one technical area at Capolo without the person in the other technical area feeling your breath. So you add that into the mix, the fourth official... They don't they have fourth officials in the championship. <laughs> I think they might need one on Saturday. I think they might be taking a weekend off for this one, but I don't think even Barry Hearn could have done a better job to promote ticket sales for this game. You know? Fabulous. And of course, what will happen, the focus of all pre-game media attention, it'll all go off very peacefully. They'll probably come out before the game and give one another a nice cuddle. From a, an utterly selfish media point of view, we don't want them brokering peace before this game, do we? No, we no, don't, no, no, absolutely We not. don't want this. No, no. You know? Oh no, we want, we want this to go on until Saturday, but by Saturday they'll have had a long time reading and hearing about it maybe come out with a nice handshake or a, a wee cuddle before the game you're listening to the William Hill sponsored Sun Sport Football Podcast I'm Derek McGregor with me at Glasgow HQ is Kenny McDonald and Kenny the Rangers manager Pedro Cascina would appear to have been surprised by his motherwell counterpart Stephen Robinson's tactics on Saturday at Ibrox was that one up for Mr Robinson credit to Stephen Robinson I was at the game I was surprised at Motherwell's tactics they played a 3-4-3 with three up the park which I think 
caught Rangers on the hop Motherwell scored an early goal which was crucial to the way they wanted to play but could have scored other goals in the first half and Rangers to be honest were a bit at sixes and sevens now at half time when Pedro Cachina after a first half in which I may add Rangers were booed off but at half time Pedro Cachina made three substitutions and it looked as though this was decisive crisis management <laughs> now it turned out to be nothing of the sort Clint Hill had a hamstring problem and both Lee Hodgson and Lee Wallace were suffering the effects of what Pedro Cachina referred to as fever so his hand was kind of forced into those changes and it left them with a very peculiar back three in the second half with John Toral next to Rob Kiernan and Andy Halliday who went on as a sub effectively playing left back so it was a very peculiar kind of afternoon Rangers got back into it through Joe Garner another substitute but the game ebbed and flowed from end to end Motherwell had a goal disallowed correctly Rangers had a couple of opportunities but the final chance of the game was a great save by Wes Fodringham who was by far Rangers best player from Scott McDonald so full credit to Steve Robinson he went with a very bold attacking strategy and it worked a treat It's very early days of course for Robinson at Fir Park what are your initial impressions overall about how he's gone about the job Kenny? I had misgivings when he arrived simply because Of association? Uh, no not particularly just because he had a very short spell in charge at Oldham that didn't go well and that the reputation he had was as a terrific coach but nobody really knew whether he was a leader of men but you have to say plenty of Motherwell managers have gone to Ibrox tried to park the bus and it's been unsuccessful he went with a far more attacking strategy the players all looked comfortable doing it and they got the rewards we've been talking about managers Kenny and I don't think we can avoid Ian Cathrow at Hearts I mean another sickening result for the Hearts fans to digest I think the recent record is five defeats in six games including a Scottish Cup drubbing from Hibs of all teams they just seem to be going backwards fast Kenny I think they're fifth now they were second when he came in to the job and although they're fifth they're only four points ahead of Partick Thistle in sixth how do you see this Cathro project going at the minute? Not well and he has a big big week in store St Johnston away in midweek then I think it's Dundee at home on Saturday two big games two defeats in those games the alarm bells would really be clanging for him he has been deeply unimpressive on many fronts so far now he has a heavy backing from Craig Levine at the club and he will be given plenty of opportunity to sort things out. Added to the mix is the fact that he does not come across well. Even yesterday, after being in charge, as you say, of the heavy defeat by Celtic, I thought his post-match comments were poor. I think in those circumstances, and I take his point that Hearts played well in the opening 15-20 minutes of the game, but when you've lost 5-0 to the champions on the day that they've won the title, you come out and you say, well done Celtic, they've been the best team all season, full credit to them and their manager. I thought his praise of Celtic was grudging, and I thought it was poor, particularly for my rookie manager. He's got a lot to learn on many fronts but as I say it's a big week ahead for him. You've been listening to the William Hill sponsored Sun Sport Football Podcast. Thank you very much and thank you Kenny for your excellent opinions.